Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Oda Payne Podcast, Friday, October 20th, 2023. And the Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and, of course, by our friends at DraftKings. It is week seven uh, coming up in the ever-fast-moving National Football League season. We had a game last night, the Saints beaten 31-24, by the Jaguars in New Orleans. So the Jags now with five up and two down. They've won four straight games. They are a hot football team uh, at this point in time. And the uh, Saints lose. They're now three and four on the season. But it's bye week for us, for us Jet fans, for the Jets. And we're sitting pretty good. Let's be honest, Jet fans. Even with Aaron Rodgers, I think a lot of us would have signed for three and three going into the bye week. It's kind of crazy how they got there. Uh, but nevertheless, here we are. And I got to tell you right now, you're a Jet fan. You got to feel pretty good. I mean, not only did they come off uh, the stellar victory over the Philadelphia Eagles last Sunday night, uh, finally beating the Eagles after losing the first 12 times they played them in their history, but you got to feel good. You know, even with Rodgers out, even with the injury now to Elijah Vera Tucker, I mean, we saw uh, just how deep this football team is with the kind of defensive performance they gave last week against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles without Sauce Gardner, without DJ Reed. The secondary played phenomenal. Guys like uh, Tay Hayes, guys like Craig James, obviously Tony Adams, who had a terrific game, got made the biggest play of the game with the interception of Hurts late in the fourth quarter that set up the game-winning touchdown by Brees Hall. Um, you, you know, you got to feel pretty good right now if you're a Jet fan. You really do. They're getting better. I think the thing you got to take from what's happening now is they're getting better. And I understand, look, they're having trouble scoring in the red zone. No doubt about that. I mean, at some point, you can't just be kicking field goals. And thank God for the kicking game. I tell you right now, the Jets' kicking game is probably as good as it's ever been. Uh, Greg Zerline has made, what, nine straight field goals? He was five for five in the win over Denver. He was four for four in the win over Philadelphia. And... You look at the punt that Thomas Morstad, how good has he been? You know, the Jets special teams have been outstanding. I mean, you really have to say that. There's no doubt about it. The coverage teams have been very good. And as I said, you talk about the, the, the two kickers. So right now, that's in very, very good hands. But the bottom line is this team has to start scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They've had all kinds of trouble doing that. I think part of it is the is the play calling. Part of it's the quarterback. Uh, I think we got to be a little, I think Nate Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett has to be a little more creative when the Jets get in the red zone. I mean, you got a first and goal on the eight, on the 10 or nine or 10 yard line. 
You got to throw the ball on first down. You can't just run it up the middle. I mean, you know, if you're on the four yard, you know, a four or five yard line, yeah. I mean, you can run there on first down, but not from the nine or the ten. So I think that's something that has to be shored up. I want to see more of Brees Hall getting the football. Uh, he only had 12 carries in the win over Philadelphia. Had some nice runs, caught some nice passes out of the backfield. I'd like to see more of that. Uh, no doubt about it. And well, you look, I mean, Brees is always, you know, seemingly one one toenail or thumbnail away from breaking one long for a touchdown, as we saw in Denver, and as we've seen a couple times this year, opening night against Buffalo, even though he didn't score a touchdown there, went for 80-something yards. And uh, also, uh, later on in the season against Kansas City, when he went for like 43 and almost broke one against the Chiefs, and again, the Jets really should have won. So, you know, right now, you got to feel good about the defense. I mean, the defense right now is playing – you know, DJ Reed, before the season uh, started, talked about the defense being like the 85 Bears. Well, look, there's probably no defense that's ever been the 85 Bears. There's been a few great ones. You know, the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to mind. The 2000 Ravens come to uh, come to mind. Obviously, the Steel Curtain Steelers of the 70s come to mind. The 69 Kansas City Chiefs. There's been some, you know, outstanding defenses over the years. There's no doubt about it. But great defenses do what the Jets have been doing now. Get after the quarterback, hit the quarterback, and take the football away. And we have now seen that with them. You look over the last three weeks, uh, the wins over Denver and Philly, the tough loss to Kansas City, the Jets have been forcing turnovers, nine turnovers in the last three games against the likes of Philadelphia, Denver, and uh, Kansas City. And really, uh, you know, certainly maybe two guys, certainly uh, Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Russell Wilson, when he was in Seattle, looked like one. He hasn't really looked like one in Denver. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, the guy did go to two Super Bowls and win one. And uh, Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks in football now. So they're getting after the quarterback. They're taking the football away. And that's what you want to see on this defense. You know, the emergence of a couple guys on the defensive line. Number one, Bryce Huff. How good has he been? Bryce Hoff has been after the quarterback. He, the two sacks they got against Jalen Hurts, uh, I think he got half a sack on one of them with John Franklin Myers, but he's been a demon getting after the quarterback. And how about the emergence of Jermaine Johnson on the defensive line? Uh, he's been outstanding. Uh, he caused two turnovers in the game against Philadelphia. Remember, he's the guy that knocked the ball out of uh, the tight end, uh, Goddard's hands there that wound up in Quinn and Williams' hands for an interception. And also, he hit. Jalen Hurts' arm in that third turnover that was an interception by Bryce Hall. So, a uh, tremendous play by Jermaine Johnson. And right now, Quincy Williams is probably the best linebacker in football, if not the best defensive player in football. He's all over the field. Right now, he's better than his brother. I mean, he has been unbelievable. And let me even let me even give C.J. Mosley, who I've been all over for a long time, as maybe the most overrated linebacker in football. Uh, even C.J. Mosley has really, really played some big-time football now uh, for this defense. So you got to really feel good about what you see right now as far as the defensive side of the football. You got to feel good about the special teams. And we got to see, you know, we're seeing progress offensively, even if it's not what we need to see. You know, even if it's not where we want it to be. The one thing about Zach Wilson right now, he's not turning the ball over. He's only thrown one interception in his last three games. He did have that fumble in the Kansas City game but did not turn the ball over against the uh, the Eagles on Sunday. And that's the key for him. Don't turn it over. And really, the coaching staff, too, has got to open it up for this kid, really. 
You know, this kid's got a big time arm. Can we see him throw the football down the field, please? You know, we saw it one Sunday. Remember, they ran their five-yard line. He threw that sideline pass to Garrett Wilson for about 35 yards. But we got to see more of that. You know, you get a big turnover like we had in the Eagle game when Quinn Williams gets that pick and the Jets are set up on the Philadelphia 45-yard line. Can I see a pass down the field? Can I take a shot? Instead of giving the ball to Brees Hall, he winds up losing three yards. And, and that turnover went nowhere. As they remember, they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. And then the Eagles went right down the field and scored to make it 14-3 at that point. So we got to see some more creativity on offense. And with the arm that Zach Wilson has, can the kid? Can you let the kid throw the damn ball down the field? You know, we got two tremendous offensive weapons in Hall and Garrett Wilson. The tight ends are getting better. Conklin's a solid tight end. But even Jeremy Ruckert now, we're starting to see him more and more on the, in the passing game. We know he can block, you know. And I understand the offensive line's a little beat up right now. Obviously, Vera Tucker's done for the year. Max Mitchell's going to be the right tackle. Uh, they lost uh, Joe Tipman as well in the game against Philadelphia, although we'll see how long he's out. I, I don't think he's going to be back for the Giant game, not the way uh, uh, not the way the coach explained it to me. So uh, we'll see when Tipman comes back. Uh, what's his name? Wes Schreiber, uh, Schweiker, however you say his name, was played guard. Actually did a pretty good job there. But, um, you know, so the offensive line's a little banged up right now. I understand that. But I want to see more of Brees Hall. I want to see Garrett Wilson get the ball more. Like I said, they're using the tight ends more. We got a, a, a three tight ends now with Conklin, Uzama, and Rucker. And, uh, you know, let's go. I mean, really, no other way to say it. And as far as the idea that Aaron Rodgers may be back by the end of the year, look, I, all I'll say about that is I'll believe it when it happens. You know, it's good to see that he's on the sideline. He's not on crutches. He's throwing the ball around, whatever. He doesn't have the walking boot or whatever the hell it is. But, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, Joe Klecko told me, the great Joe Klecko, the great Hall of Famer of the Jets in 1982 when he got hurt week two, if you remember, if you go back that far, it's 41 years ago, but uh, week two he got hurt against the Patriots and he was able to get back towards Achilles, was able to come back for the end of the year and, and play in the playoffs as the Jets you know, went all the way to the AFC Championship game that year and, of course, lost in the mud in Miami. Now, that also was a season that was a shortened season because of the, the strike and he only played nine regular season games. But he st- that really didn't affect Klecko. He was going to miss those games anyway. So, But he was able to come back at the end of the year. So maybe there is hope for Rodgers. But I'll believe it when I see it. But I do like the fact that Rodgers is, you know, on the sideline. <clears throat> you know, he's on the headsets. He's helping, you know, to coach uh, uh, Zach. And maybe he should take some of the play calling away from Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, you know, come on. Can we take more shots down the field there, Nate, please? Can we? I mean, it would be nice. It would be nice. But uh, I want to see more Brees Hall. Uh, you know, like I say, he's got to get the more, ball more than uh, 12 times a game. And I think also not only is the team getting better and the defense is getting better, but the coaches are getting better. You know, say whatever you want about Salah. We could get on him for some of his clock management. You know, we saw what happened at the end of the first half in the Denver game where they couldn't get that field goal off. You know, Zach threw the ball inbounds and with no timeouts, they couldn't clock it. You know, it came back, didn't come back to bite him because they found a way to win that game against the Broncos. But one thing you can say, whatever you want about the coach, the bottom line is they play for this guy. This team plays very hard for Robert Sala. And the adjustments, especially on defense, that we have seen in second halves of these games, 
because the one thing, the defense has only given up one touchdown in the second half all year, and that was against the Broncos uh, two weeks ago. And the only reason that touchdown happened is because there was another one of those bogus roughing the passer calls. That went on Bryce Huff against Russell Wilson. So they've given up only one touchdown in the second half all year. But what the defense has to stop doing is giving up touchdowns on the first drive of games to the opponent. We've In six games this year, we've seen it four times. Dallas went right down the field for a touchdown on their first possession. Uh, Denver went right down the field for a touchdown on their, their first possession. Kansas City did it. Remember, Kansas City put 17 on the board before you could turn around. And obviously this week, the Eagles did it, even though maybe that really wasn't a touchdown with that crazy call where, you know, Hurts fumbled the ball in the end zone and whatever they called that, my wife's still aggravated about it. But, you know, the Jets were able to overcome it. But that's something this defense has to do. They got to stop getting off the slow starts where they're behind in every game. That has to stop. That has to stop. But the adjustments have been made in the second half. And like I said, the defense is doing what great defenses have to do. Hit the quarterback, take the ball away. Now, the schedule lightens up after the bye this week. The game against the Giants next week, of course, the Giants are the home team. Got to win that. There is no, you cannot lose to the Giants, especially this version of the Giants. They're sitting at one and five. They really got a must win coming up on Sunday against the Commanders at MetLife. They're a point and a half underdogs. Commanders are three and three. Giants, as I said, are sitting there at one and five. But the Jets cannot lose to them. And you look at the next three games, you got the Giants, you got the Chargers coming in on a Monday night, and you got the Raiders in Vegas. Minimum two out of three of those games with the with at least one of the wins being the Giants. Can't lose to them. Can't lose to them. So after the Raider game, the Jets got to be a minimum at five and four. And I think, believe they go to Buffalo after that game, which will be a very big game in the division. Uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, I think they got to go. They got to get to 10 in my mind. So they've got, what, 11 games left. They got to go seven and four. Give me seven and four over the second half of the season. That's 10 and seven. And I think this team is in the playoffs. Got to beat the Dolphins once. Got two games with Miami. They don't play them for a while. They don't play them. The first game is not until the Black Friday game after Thanksgiving. And then they play them uh, around Christmas time down in Miami. They got that other game coming up against Buffalo in a month in Buffalo. And, of course, they wrap up the season in New England against the Patriots. Wouldn't wouldn't this be something? Of course, we know about the hideous 15-game losing streak to New England, and they should have never lost to the Patriots this year. You know, I mean, that game to me was on the coaching staff more than anything else, to be honest with you. But, you know, it is what it is. They kind of negated that with the win over Philadelphia. But still, wouldn't that be something? Final game of the year, Jets are sitting there, let's say, at 9-7, and and a win puts them in the playoffs, and they finally knock off the freaking evil empire and maybe send Bill Belichick packing as well. How good would that be? Well, that's way down the road yet for even to be thinking about that. But to me, you know, if they're going to make the playoffs, and I know a lot of people, you know, I was talking to Fireman Ed yesterday. You know, he's talking winning the division, and why not? Why not? But if they're going to win the division, they probably got to do better than 7-4 and four over the second half. And one thing they got to do is beat Miami at least once, beat Buffalo and New England. So they got four games left in the division. If they're going to win the division, they got to go 3-4 and four minimum in those games and at least one win, obviously, or they would have to get one win over Miami to go three and four. So we'll see how it plays out. But right now, you're a Jet fan. 
You got to be happy what you see. Three and three without Aaron Rodgers. And this team is getting better and better. They go into the bye on a high on a two-game winning streak. Um, you know, you could say the bye's coming at a bad time. But, you know, look, they got they are banged up. I mean, you want to get Sauce back for the Giant game. You want to get DJ Reed back for the Giant game. Uh, I don't know about Tipman, whether we'll see him for the Giants or not. But you want to get these guys who are banged up right now, uh, you know, back out there and uh, and back on the field. So uh, we'll see how it plays out going forward. But right now, as a Jet fan, you got to be happy as the Jets are sitting there at three up and three down as uh, we approach the bye in week seven of the National Football League season. All right. We'll do our NFL picks coming up for week seven in a second. Let's get our sponsors in here. Of course, uh, the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. And again, I thank everybody that turned out a week ago today uh, for the uh, last live podcast with Fireman. It was tremendous. And we'll let you know when the next one will be, uh, probably sometime before Thanksgiving. But nevertheless, located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? Okay. Thank you, Billy. Um, as you know, tap rooms open four th- I sounded just like them. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the legendary Tombstones. Go see the great Mike Jones. Go see TJ. Everybody over there. TJ does a phenomenal job. Big Jet fan as well. Uh, go see those guys. Herb. Go check out Herb's hot dog stand as well. You got to check that out. And, of course, uh, my son-in-law, Andre, they all do a great job over there. The Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. I need a discount tire, of course. My son, Johnny, a little down this morning as his Saints were beaten. I'll tell you one thing about the Saints, man. Derek Carr's getting beat up. I mean, you're watching these games, man. They are putting a lot of pressure on him, and he's taking a lot of hits. They lose last night 31-24 to the Jaguars. So Johnny, not too happy right now. But go see go see Johnny. Go see Ari, his great boss. Go see one of their top mechanics, our buddy Rob, who does a brilliant job. Um, you need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected. Anything automotive-wise, go check out uh, Anita Discount Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue. Tell them Joe B. sent you. And last but certainly not least, our friends at DraftKings, the season flying by. You know, what else can you say? Uh, let's get in on all the action, get in on the NFL week seven coming up, uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, download the app now, use code O to pain to sign up. New customers can bet $5, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings, uh, with, uh, Sportsbook with Sportsbook with the code O to pain, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER, visit www.sot1800gambler.net in New York, call 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problems gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, uh, 21 plus, uh, you know, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Of course, as I always say, void in Ontario, which most things are. Speaking of Ontario, the Rangers go on like a long Road trip now. They play in Seattle, then four games in Canada. Good luck there. See sportsbook.draftkings.slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsibility, uh, gaming resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. You're going to bet on anything. DraftKings is the way to go. All right. 
week seven in the ever fast moving NFL season. I have been red hot. Okay. Red hot in my picks. The last three weeks, the last four weeks, I should say, I am a stellar 10 up and two down. Um, I went two and one last week. The only game I lost uh, last week, I won again with Miami, laying big points against Carolina. I won with the Jets. We're getting seven against Philly. Of course, won the game outright. I lost with Buffalo. I laid the big wood, and the Giants really should have beat them. I mean, let's be honest. Giants should have won that game on Sunday night as Buffalo won it 14 to nine. So I lost with that game. So two and one last week, 10 and two over the last four weeks, 12 and six overall on the season. Now, let me also say that last week there was uh, my picks wouldn't, I did not do my picks on the, on the podcast because it was live with Eddie, with Fireman Ed. But of course I did them on my Saturday show on the fans. So I hope you check them out there. And that's of course what I'm talking about. Now, my wife did no picks last week. We gave her a week off. And I was going to say, Tiff, you don't want to have to, you don't have to do it anymore if you don't want to do it. But I guess she still wants to. So I know she's six, eight, and one so far over the, you know, only five weeks for her. But she's going to come back and do it again. But here we go. Week seven in the NFL. And here we go. I'm going to start with this game. It's a divisional game in the AFC West, as my wife's like, why don't you go grab another chair while I'm doing this? I should have got you. Want me to get it for you? Terry's getting a chair herself. So getting back to my first pick, I, Chiefs charges in Kansas City. The Chiefs, of course, are red hot now after they lost that opener to the Lions. They've won five games in a row. Uh, the Chiefs have, you know, they basically, you know, have like a, a, a little fairy godmother on their side, and that's called the officials. They get every call that there is. We saw that in the Jet game. You know, look, the league, the league loves the fact that Taylor Swift is now, you know, uh, doing her thing with Travis Kelsey. And they love that Taylor Swift's at these games. So you think they're going to let the Chiefs lose with Taylor in the building? Come on. Now, I don't know if she's going to be there for the game Sunday in Kansas City, but I'm taking the Chiefs lane five and a half against the Chargers. Uh, I just don't buy the Chargers at all. I know that they do they do play uh, the Chiefs pretty well, but lost again last week, that Monday night loss to, the, uh, to Dallas, 20 to 17. Uh, I think Justin Herbert is vastly overrated. I think Brandon Staley's one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Give me the Chiefs laying five and a half at home against the San Diego, L.A., whatever the hell you want to call them, Chargers. Uh, <laughs> that's game one. Terry, you want to give me your first game here? My first game is I'm taking the Lions. I'm getting three. Yes, at you Baltimore. are. At Baltimore. In one of the best yep. games of the week, probably next to the Miami-Philly game, the best game on the card. The Lions at five and one. They're red hot. Uh, clearly going to run away with the NFC North and the Ravens as well, sitting there at uh, at four, four and, two. and two. They won in London last week against Tennessee. So this is really one of the best games on the card this week. So you like Detroit on the road plus three against Baltimore. I do, but we'll see. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty crummy with this stuff. Well, you're not that bad. <laughs> Six, eight, and one. There's many that are worse, including the uh, su- supposed experts. Okay, because <laughs> nobody's an expert. Let's be honest about that. Nobody's an expert when it comes to picking games. And if you think you are, then, well, I feel for you. All right. So, Taz picks. She likes Detroit plus three in Baltimore against the Ravens Sunday. Game two for me, I'm taking the Broncos, getting a point and a half against the Packers. I mean, both of these teams are not any good. You know, the Packers are sitting there at two and three. They had their bye last week. They lost two weeks ago to the Raiders. You know, Denver lost a tough game to Kansas City on a Thursday night. They've had 11 days now. 
The game is in Denver. I mean, I, I think the Broncos are due to win a football game here. I mean, I, what else can I say? They're sitting there at one and five. Their only win was that comeback. Remember, they were down 28 to seven against the Bears in Chicago and came back and won that game. Uh, I just don't love the Packers. I mean, these are two teams that are not very good. So I'm basically taking – and here's the other thing. How can the Packers – what have the Packers done that they should be road favorites against anybody? I mean, really? And in mile high against, against the Broncos in one of the toughest places to play with the altitude and all that? No, no, no. Give me the Broncos plus a point and a half at home against Green Bay. That's game two. Tay, what do you got? I'm taking the Commanders. Commanders. I'm laying one and a half. <clears throat> Excuse me, at the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but the Giants stink. I mean, let's be. I mean, let's let's tell it like it is. <laughs> and what is this nonsense that the Giants might 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 uh, look at the trade Saquon Barkley? Come on, really? They're insane. Well, I don't want to offend all our Giant. Yeah, you friends, can offend them. Go ahead. But <laughs> I'm taking the com- Commanders. One thing I will say about this game, and I let the Giants lose, but this is one game I want the Giants to win, and I'll tell you why. Because they're playing us next week, okay. and I really don't want to play them coming in, you know, at one and six or whatever the hell they would be, one and six. They're still going to beat them up. All right, but you still the like, Jets are right. still going to beat them up. They better. I think so. They better. They better. All right, but you're going with Washington. I'm going with Washington. Okay, the former, formerly the Redskins, formerly the, the Washington football team. Formerly, whatever the hell they were, but they are. They'll always be the Redskins to me. Uh, You like Washington laying a point and a half on the road road. against the Giants. That's game two. Remember last year, the Giants, the only divisional win the Giants had last year was against the Commanders, (laughs) and they also tied them. So they they beat them once and tied them once last year. So, uh, but anyway, my wife going with the Commanders, laying a point and a half. Uh, at the Meadowlands against the Giants game two. All right, game three for me. I'm going to the the big the big game of the week. I will be Sunday night. Beningo's feet will be up, and I will be waving the, as much as I was, uh, you know, cursing their crummy fans last week as we stuck it up their ass at the Meadowlands. <laughs> I will be rooting for the Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly. Let's go. Give me the Eagles. They're playing the Dolphins Sunday night football. Two five and one teams. The Eagles are only a two and a half point favorite, which, you know, you would think at least it would be three, but that's, I think, because of how well Miami's played. And Miami's been blowing everybody out with their big time offense and all of that. But I like the Eagles here. I love the Eagles here. Coming off that tough loss to the Jets, I don't see them losing this game on national TV. And here's something else, too. Here's another thing to factor in. You know, Jalen Hurts and Tua Tunga Vailoa, okay? We all know what happened a few years ago. Jalen Hurts was the Alabama quarterback. Jalen Hurts, they were in the national championship game against Clemson. The, the, uh, uh, the tide was behind, and Nick Saban made the move. He brought he benched Jalen Hurts, brought in Tua Tungavailoa. Tua wound up pulling the game out against Clemson, and that was it. Tua was the quarterback going forward with the tide, and Jalen Hurts wound up transferring to his last season at, to Oklahoma. So if you don't think, that there is some kind of a chip on his shoulder right now by Jalen about what happened. You know, and, and look, I'm sure it's not a personal thing against Tua. Maybe it's more against Nick Saban. But I think that's a factor in this game. I love the Eagles laying two and a half against Miami uh, on Sunday night at the link in Philadelphia. Tay, you got your uh, last yep, pick here? My, my last pick is uh, – <coughs> excuse me. I'm – get I'm – 
getting three on uh, the Steelers in L.A. Yeah. against the Rams. Yes, that is correct. I'm laying three. And- <laughs> You're not laying three. You're getting, I'm three. getting three. The Rams are a three-point favorite against Pittsburgh uh, in L.A. The Rams are playing well. They're three and three. They're better. You know, they're starting to find themselves a little bit with Matthew Stafford. Uh, McVay's doing a terrific coaching job there. Sean McVay looks like they're back. They got those two-headed monsters, a wide receiver cup, and I keep forgetting the other guy, Puha, whatever the other guy's name is. But they've been lighting it up from that aspect. But, you know, Pittsburgh's, you know, Pittsburgh's sitting at three and two. They come off their bye. The Steelers are always a dangerous team. I'll say that. And that's not a bad pick getting Pittsburgh. I don't love Kenny Pickett. Their offense hasn't been great. But Mike Tomlin coming off a bye, not a bad pick. So, I mean, your your knowledge is well. I mean, come surpasses on. mine. Well, darling, it's God, a, this is not about knowledge. Any darling, darling, you you don't even know what have to know what a football is, and you can make money in these picks. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I do. So you know, I'm well versed in all of this, but nevertheless, all right. So here's the picks again. I'll give you Terry's picks first. Terry going with the Lions plus three in Baltimore against the Ravens. She's taking the Commander. Laying a point and a half against the Giants at MetLife, and she's taking Pittsburgh plus three against the Rams in L.A. The Beningo picks for week number seven. Give me the Chiefs laying five and a half at home against the Chargers. Give me the Broncos plus a point and a half at home against Green Bay. And give me the Eagles laying two and a half at home at the link on Sunday night against the Miami Dolphins. The Joe Beningo, Terry Beningo, uh, <laughs> pro football picks week seven. In the National Football League, you know, before I uh, before I sign off here, let me say one thing. You know, aren't you sick and tired about the officiating in the NFL? Haven't you had enough? Really? You know, when is the Roger Goodell? I think they just extended his contract too, Roger. Aren't you? Don't you feel good that Roger Goodell got extended, making you know thirty five, forty million a year for the rest of his life, or whatever the hell he's making? But when is Roger Goodell? going to realize that people are not turning on NFL games to watch the officials throw flags. And it's always been this way, but it's worse than ever. Let's be honest. If you looked at the last play of the game with the Giants last week, right? Right? Remember, they got a pass in the next to last play of the game against Buffalo. They got a pass interference call to set them up with a first and goal at the one-yard line for an untimed down for the last play of the game. And then on that last play, Tyrod Taylor throws the ball to Darren Waller in the end zone. He was clearly interfered with, but they didn't call it. You think they're going to call? You think they're going to give the Giants two pass interference calls in a row? The only team that's getting that is the Chiefs, you know? If it was Travis Kelsey, they would have called it. You know that. But I'm sick and tired of watching the officials throw flags. And when the hell is Roger Goodell going to do something about it? All right, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll be back with you Monday with Jake Osmond. Uh, with a live podcast with him, all the love.